0: This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Today's class is Leonishma Yerchma Dinam Vidai, Yaman Nehmer, Fushal, Marshal, Yamina, Diane Metzer, Alisha, Margali, Bashifalet, Mary, Tu, Machiah, Success, Nyashamayam, Alisha, Bashifalet, Mary, Tu, Machiah, Success, Nyashamayam, Alisha, Bashifalet, Allah, Alisha, Emet, Bashifah, 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 Welcome to Hobasha. Also, God willing, um, this next weekend we have an amazing event in Bell Harbor, and March 21st and 22nd in LA. We're excited. Today's class, we're going to have a class on from this great book, uh, The Month of Adar, from Rav Ber Pinson. We're going to talk about a little bit about connecting, what really makes us happy, how to connect to happiness, and pretty much the same thing. Obviously, we cannot change anything unless we're aware of it. This is where, you know, today we, our job is really, if something's not going in the right direction, our job is to really, really become aware of it right and once we get it into the right consciousness then obviously then we can start just changing it so he says something really great great here and we, we've often heard this term of i've said this many times that progress equals happiness right as long as you're making progress in one area of your life that's ultimately going to lead you to, to joy progress itself is recognizing that you have something it's it's you, you, there's a process that you're accepting the process not only are you accepting the progress process, but you're making pro- you're making progress in the in the in the process. Ultimately, if you're making progress in the in the process, that is pretty much what's going to give you happiness. Doesn't matter where you are. For, for example, let's take an example of two people that are 250 pounds. If one is what was 250 pounds, 200 pounds, and became 250 pounds. And another one was 300 pounds, and he became 250 pounds. So that same person that's 250 pounds is much happier. The guy was 300, but the guy that was 200 is not as happiest as the other guy. And obviously, this, the reason why is because progress leads to happiness. And when you're making progress, this is why people are in such fads, etc. So he's saying here that the root of sadness is purposeless and lack of direction. Many people who struggle with sadness, often they don't, they don't feel like a lack of co- cohesiveness or any meaning in their lives. You know, this is a very common thing in the addiction world that there's two, two, two major causes why people are addicted. It's either a lack of meaning, according to Viktor Frankl, that when it's, it's the, the, the vacuum in their lives, that there's no, no meaning in their life, or trauma. I would say the majority of people are those two cases. It's, it's Sometimes you see very, very rich people, but there's no meaning, so they turn to drugs. Other people, it's trauma. You, you often see those two things. It's, they fit in one of the boxes, but it's usually pretty accurate. So obviously they get purpose in in, in the facility. Many people who struggle with sadness, they don't feel any, any kind of meaning. They, they look at everything as random events. They live in the world of carry happenstance, and it's it's they lack meaning and purpose in life. Uh, one of the one of the books that I eventually I want to come out with is how pain leads to purpose. Well, I'm, I'm writing a book right now on 365 quotes, meditations, etc. But the next book will definitely be on how pain leads to purpose. And ultimately, if we're not getting there ourselves, our creator or higher self ends up making enough problems in our life and midlife crises to get you there, one way or another. Heaven does not stop even though you've given up on heaven heaven has not given up on you so when we wake up in the morning when we wake up in the morning infused with passion with, with our mission that gives us that inner drive gives us happiness as it says in the apostle man is born to toil therefore we when we work hard to, for something that we want to accomplish something this is what we feel most joyful to hit goals you are hit you are meant to hit goals you are meant to have targets you can't hit a target that's not there you have to have a target in your life. I have book targets. I have um, physical targets. I have financial targets. Shalom targets. I have targets. And every day I'm striving to get there. But we're going to see the difference. You want to get there, but you, want to, you don't want to be upset that you're not there yet. This is where with the, the world of just uh, vision boards. No, we, we also. as long The bigger the vision board, the bigger the gratitude board has to be. Because if the vision board is, does not have gratitude behind it, then the gratitude, then eventually you, you will not hit your goal, but you're, all you're going to be doing is chasing things. It's extremely important that everything has to be done with Simcha. Enjoy the process. The word Samach, which means happy, is exactly the same word as Samach, which means the plant. Which is beautiful, this analogy. What are you planting? What are you planting today? What deeds are, what, what are you doing today? I've, I've said this many times, that your life will never change until you change something you do daily. I could tell you when I did it, started my Hezbo to do 10 years ago, those, I planted a lot of trees. I've tr- planted t- tremendous amounts of trees. Also, in every single aspect of our lives, what are you planting today? Don't expect things to, to grow if there's not if there's no planting. You have to be focused and then you have to be patient. And then you have to have discipline. But you do have to plant. <laughs> you do have to plant. Going out, just going out and looking for a wife, looking for that's not planting. Becoming the best person, becoming knowing yourself. You're gonna get more success in private than you're gonna get in public. Your public success is only as a result of your private work. Because the private work is the planting. The public work is just showing up to what was already planted. Many fighters will ask them, how did you win this fight? I won the fight in practice. I just showed up. Or Olympic stars, will tell you, it was the mental rehearsal that got me where I am today. Showing up is just showing up. What are you planting today that is going to make you happy? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Man is compared to a tree. We've heard this, we've heard, we come from the ground. But we have to plant. Ask yourself what are you planting in your relationship? What are you planting? Prayers are forms of, of it's like planting your relationship to become the best part, working on, a, on, a, on, a, on an anger deficiency working on a sluggishness, working on these attributes, working on letting go. These are all forms of planting. Eventually that will root. Imagine if you started letting go more and more and more, what your life would look like. You would have joy, and through joy you would have an expansion of mind. Expansion of mind will lead you to, to, to success. At the end of the day, we have to recognize that is the major work. To be happy means to grow, to sprout, to evolve. When we experience some payoff or toilet our life, there's joy. When we've experienced, for example, when you take care of your body, when you go on a diet, you lose weight, there's joy, there's work. When you set a financial goal and you hit it, there's joy. When you set up, a, you know, daf yomi, you know, they do the daf, and then they throw a party, there's joy. All of this brings joy, it's called dopamine. Dopamine in a, in a relatively daily daily dose, not 200% dopamine from a, a drug, or from porn, or from internet. That is not healthy dopamine. Health dopamine where you toil for it, which will lead you to happiness. So if we want to go into Adar, walk into Adar, and oh, know well, I'm not happy, well, what, are we, what are we planting in our lives? What are you planting in our lives to make you happy? Okay, this is not easy, because... What stops you from planting is, is fear. What stops you from planting is laziness, which is, which is a lack of faith. So it's either fear or lack of faith that doesn't allow you to plant. And again, I'm not telling you this is easy. This is extremely, extremely, you have to really, really work on, on, on and Rabbi Nachman tells us all the time, and, and when you start praying, you have to start even, even getting going and, and mentally getting going and you have a thousand thoughts in your head and you have to plow through it. It's, it's the same concept. Simcha is related to going out. As it says, through simcha v'sasod. We went out. We were joy and we went out. Jo- through joy you will go out. So you could see the process of movement. You're, de- you're going out. You're growing. You're developing. Where smich- smicha is growth is your simcha. And it says here that I, I think, to- to- if you ask me what is my what is my... What do I consider happiness today? What what is my biggest luxury today? Is having a, ha, being in a heightened state of consciousness, being able to be in a heightened state of consciousness, if I'm running or if I'm returning, if I'm struggling or if I'm just being in the moment. That to me I think is the greatest luxury. Baruch Hashem, financially I'm very well off. I'm married, but but sometimes you could be, you know, in a, in a in a, in a cool again, <laughs> and your mind is an exile. So it's not the, the car that's going to get you in. It's being in, able to understand being in the moment. And, and the only way, I believe, to get that is you have to work on constantly the learning and praying. The combination of, of learning and praying gets you into your Yeshuvudad that you're able to look at your challenges relatively. And the whole concept of Purim and this, this this energy that we're connected to, is, is, is all about, again, reconnecting and recognizing that everything's happening, even though we don't see it happening. We don't, everything's behind the scenes. Your Creator is doing, orchestrating everything behind the scene. You Creator, we, are, we know other, in the month of, in the month of the, the whole concept of permanence. God's concealed. And this is where, where He talks about something actually beautiful. And He's saying here, where, where is the biggest disconnection? If we already, t- if I already told you process, is going to lead you to happiness, slow growth, planting, etc. So if that's going to, if, for example, if I told you, you're 40, you have to go on 3 40-day challenge, and, and then after the, th- the third 40-day challenge, you're going to eventually meet your wife, who's going to make you, God willing, you're going to get married, and you're going to have kids, you're going to be, have success, etc. Would you be upset about the 120 days? No. You would say, I know, I see the end, the goal at the end. The example was when we don't see that goal at the end, then we fail to connect to it, then we're trying to get Many times, you, you, you'll have the person who's trying to just get and not connect. And that's where the frustration is. The frustration in life comes when we're trying to get and not connect. If I'm trying to get with you instead of bond with you. you understand? That's really the, the, the difference between infatuation and love. Infatuation is I'm getting. What am I getting out of this? I'm getting, I look good in front of my friends. I could take a couple pictures and put it on Instagram, and everybody will, you know, but inside, I'm just, it's not real. It's not real. It's just, it's an infatuation. It's highs and lows, et cetera. It looks like this is the freaking stock market. But when you're bonding, you see a bigger picture. You're in the process. Bonding, it's a process. It's not about getting a dopamine hit. It's not about going up and down. That's why you see the difference in a relationship. You're in a healthy relationship, you don't feel... Okay, you'll feel a broken heart, but you don't feel the withdrawal of adrenaline. That means if you have too much adrenaline in the relationship, maybe if you're dealing with Moroccans, it's a different story. But it's, it's, not, it's not healthy. It should be, be oxytocin, It should be serotonin. But if it's too much adrenaline, then there's a problem. Then there's a problem that we need to... We need to slow down a little bit and, and, and get to... Get, they owe each other more. But too much adrenaline. You know? I'm in love, I'm in love. You know how many people tell me in my treatment centers, I'm in love? The person they just met. You know, it's called trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. We all have a natural tendency when we're not feeling good to, to, to want to rebound. That is not love, that's trauma bonding. Extremely difficult to, to understand. When you think love, you're just escaping, so you don't have to feel all the pain. It's not love, it's infatuation. Azvus, which is depression, comes from the word Etzev. Etzev. The first time the Torah introduces the word Etzev is in the beginning of the Torah with Adam and Chava. The curse says Eve ate from the tree of knowledge, leaving the tree of reality to the world of separation. We've said this many times that they separated the process, the fruit from the tree, right? The fruit from the tree. The tree is the process the fruit is, that means they separated the, because the original concept was it should be a fruit tasting, uh, the the, the fruit should taste exactly like the bark. That means the process and the prize should be one. So anytime that, that we separate that concept, then we have that gap which leads to the sadness, which is the expectation, which is my life should have been like this by now and this is something that we, we 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 suffer. This is a curse that we have. We have a curse of impatience. We have a curse of itzavon, which means your hardship. And also in children and in both in children, Chava got, got cursed with, with with the childbearing curse. Adam got got cursed with making money ve itzavon. And you can see it today. It's we, we only we're only ha- unhappy and we're only we have this nerves only when we're not in the process. If you know it's a process, you, you don't, it doesn't get to you. But when you're so stuck and not getting, and we're so bothered why this is happening, like we said before, we're so bothered why I'm going through this. Why am I going through this? Why am I single? Why am I going through this problem in my business? That itself is a problem. The being bothered by it. It's something you're gonna have to work on surrendering a lot. Remember, this is not just because the situation gets fixed, you'll find other things to be bothered about. We think that once this is solved, okay, that's it, I'm good. No, and here we go. So when you recognize that it's just a matter of one thing to another thing to another thing, then you have to stop. You have to get more, more into the moment. Adam was saying, because of what, you, what happened, as, because of this etzif, because of the curse afterwards, what did Adam say? They shifted responsibility. They got frustrated. Oh, this happened because of the snake. This happened because of Chavah. You understand? So we get into the problem, and then we blame the we blame the person to do, that that caused it, and which causes further problems. And Hashem addressed Adam, saying, "Because of what you did, you cursed the ground for, for your sake." Beit with hardship, you shall eat all your days. So Rashi comments that Asa will so you see with legumes, garden, etc. What is the connection between ch- children uh, with childbirth and, and and making money? Again, again, the, the types of frustration is the disconnection between, this, between our actions and the results. So what, what the cure here is, what the cure here is, is number one, you cannot be upset about the process. Number two, you have to take responsibility for the process. Soon as the, what they did, Adam and Chava did not take responsibility for the process. Right away they shifted blame and they didn't take responsibility for the process. And this is something where, you know, we get, we, uh, let's say a kid goes, you know, you, you see this frustration all the time, you hear the parent, I can't believe I took my kid in yeshiva, I did this, I did this, and then my kid's off to derech. My kid's off to derech. Like you, you, you've w- invested so much money into education, next thing you know, the kid doesn't want to have anything to do with Judaism. I mean, that's, that's a real thing. Oh, you wasted so much money in a business, next thing you know it failed. This is, we don't know God's ways. But there's something in life that you can work on that, that I've, I've used many times. And, and basically for my own mistakes, I can tell you. It doesn't mean because you've had a situation, for example, let's say, you know, I've wasted six months on a business deal and it did not go through. I could transfer that business, that, that toil, if I handle it well, into a new deal and it can go through very quickly. Don't confuse your effort. Don't confuse your situations. For example, don't confuse, I can't believe I was in a three-month relationship and didn't do nothing. Now I have to be in another three-month relationship? That's not true. This is only in your imagination. The reason why we have to fight so much against sadness is because Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 54 that sadness fuels imagination. And when that happens, things look just horrific (laughs) so instead of when things do not when things are not in your understanding this is the time to surrender you're surrendering god gave you a gift of sleep gave you the gift of sleep so you shouldn't have to think about all your negative thoughts and your desires all day long but what happens is i want to do a whole class on that i'm getting to be i'm getting i'm getting a master's in surrendering because I think that's the ultimate goal to everything. Ultimate. everything at the end of the day, if you ask anybody who, who had real success in anything in their lives, they've surrendered things that were really difficult in their lives, and they, they just surrendered, the pro- they, they hung in there, they surrendered, they looked at it for the good, and at the end of the day, there was a major prize waiting for that. That's how it works. There was a ma- there's always a major prize after you surrender. If you surrender well, and you deal with it well, you deal with the challenge well, there's a gift afterwards. Either it's a gift is a new mindset, a gift is a new business, there's always a new door that opens after you close the door well. Not shut the door behind you. Just shut the door well. You have to know how to win, and you have to know how to lose. Because our Creator is testing us constantly. And this happens with people, relationships, etc., all the time but you have to know how to close the door well. You know, when somebody closes the door, he sh- and he, he, sh- he throws the, and what is it? Stop, don't throw the door, don't, don't, don't shut the door so loud. You have to know how to close the door well. You have to know how to, throw. that's surrendering. Closing the door, closing the door without making noise, without shaking everybody up, without blaming anybody. You have to be able to do this. So Aetzef, Aetzef itself, the, the whole expectation, it comes from our expectations. If a person puts his energy in, and the next thing he doesn't get that he comes. Now the story is, I can't. I wasted my time. What a waste of time is that? Can't do that. That's God's thing. You have to. Your job is to plant, and then you have to walk away. You have to walk away. Atev arises when we feel life is disjointed, inconsistent, following an rational sequence. When there's a sense of unfolding, what's random happens. You know, you, 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 you try to do this and it doesn't work out. This child is not the way it's supposed to be. You, way you're planned on, you have to accept. You have to accept and do what you can to maximize that situation. It doesn't mean that situation is going to be fixed exactly to your Tiffany box to fit in your five-car garage, etc. Some situations are just beyond your comprehension. And you have to make sure that, that you accept it. Adam and Chava were cursed with Asaph as a result of eating from the tree of knowledge. Why? Because they were disconnected. There was a disconnect between their actions and the result. Both Adam and Chava, when questioned about their choices, they did not take responsibility. When Hashem asked Adam, what happened? The woman you gave me. When he asked the snake, it's the snake's fault. The snake convinced me. So too, when we deflect responsibility, this Asaph, becomes a form of self-pity. And that self-pity does not make you take action. When's the last time you, you heard of a person who's, who, who wants self-pity, taking responsibility? When's the last time you met somebody who's in self-pity, who's taking responsibility? All they're doing is telling you why, 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 why. And again, we're not, we're not here to be... You know, of course we have to have empathy for people, but we cannot enable people. The worst thing in life is to enable mediocracy and to enable people so, so to, to listen to, you can listen to their stories, but then you have to tell them, listen, this story is getting you nowhere. Now we have to change the story. And this is exactly what, what this concept is. This is the biggest sadness is when you, when you stop trying, when you've created a story and you've let that story run reality. Life doesn't have to feel this way. We can create a tikkun, and the biggest, the first tikkun is by taking responsibility. And where did this happen? Story of Purim. In the story of Purim, the moment the people assumed responsibility for their spiritual lives, they they said, "Okay, we went to the orgy, we had, we went to Achashverosh, we're going to fast three days, we're going to take responsibility, and we're going to reconnect." What happened? As soon as they did that, that's when the miracle happened. When they took responsibility to reconnect. There's a type of taking responsibility. We have to recognize that when we're taking responsibility does not mean does not mean beating yourself up for what you've done, creating shame and guilt. You can be embarrassed and you could say, What's next? No more why me. What's next? What's next? That's really what you want to get to. Okay, this didn't work. What's next? After eating from the tree of Adam and uh, uh, from the tree, Adam and Chava knew that they were naked. They were certainly they felt certainly a self consciousness and a shame. The makor, the curse of Haman, right, is this self doubt, self consciousness, crippling shame. Therefore, what is the tikkun on Purim? Like we said many times, the tikkun amparam is to lose your consciousness. Like a child without inhibitions that only wants to do good. This is why we say, why we drink amparam. We're drinking amparam to get to a higher consciousness where all we want to do is good. We don't think about the shame and guilt and, 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 and how we how we did this. Okay, well, the inner child only wants to do good. That's where we got to get. Today, we are, we are getting crippled. By self-doubt, low self-esteem. So low self-esteem today, as, as as we get more disconnected, as much as you don't face responsibility, what do you think is gonna take a hit? Is your self-esteem. When you believe you cannot hit a ch- you cannot you cannot take on responsibility, this will do nothing but cripple your self-esteem and fuel any drug addictions, fuel any toxic behaviors, etc. It's a very guys, it's very scary at times. It appears scary. But your job, your job is to have that courage. It's just a little by little, just go through it, go through it, go through it, and you'll see that courage will turn into trust. You have to make that bridge from fear to courage. Just like, and remember, just like we were, we we had to have courage splitting the Red Sea, we had to have courage being, there's gonna be places where you're going to need courage, and courage means, the word courage comes from the word core. Core. Core means the heart. Your heart has to be in it. Our sages say, God, all God wants is a person's heart. He doesn't want a person's mind. He wants a person's heart. So we have to be brave. We have to deal with these challenges. I'm telling you, I know how it feels. I think God has given me situations in my life so I can relate to people. Because if I had it all rosy, I couldn't relate to you, and I couldn't get connect to your level to see, okay, why is this guy not doing that?" So I get hit with a very similar challenge to recognize, okay, now I see why I had to go through that class. So my tests just get bigger and bigger. So our job is to have courage, and this is what we're doing on're Pur- we're doing We're coming back on Purim with very simple, childish let's. What do we need to do next? Imagine if you had that simplest. Imagine if you're in a relationship to two little children how can we make up and make this relationship better instead of this all this years of ego tripping you did this to me you did that to me you don't respect me you did that you this that it sounds like you know you're like a wimbledon match it's just it's it's so much negative energy just back and forth and back and forth the same shalom by pattern and we also have to understand you have you can have a perfect you can have a, a a wonderful match, you're going to be two souls. But remember, the other side is always allowed to have permission to, to ruin things. So you have to understand, a Malik also represents Shalom Bayed fightings. So it's actually, there's an exterior force. There's that snake in your life. There's somebody in your life that's a snake, that's telling your wife something, or telling your husband this, talking nonsense into them. What do you think? This is not a new thing? You think the snake went away? No, it's just in different forms. It could be a bad friend. It could be a, a family member. There's a snake trying to ruin, trying to be a malik. There's always that snake. There's always that exterior voice that's trying to ruin the interior of the relationship. That's another thing we need to understand. Recognize it. You have to, in, all, in every situation, whether it's bite or business, there's that snake and in the, in the, in the, in, it's always talking, talking. Talking the negative, so we, we do we if you're going through a situation, and there is a negative aspect of it, it's okay, because that you, you, we only get tested when we remember God only allows the the ego to come in, the to come in when he's concealed, and all tests come when he's concealed. So now you have to understand that this is something you're going to have to plow through it. Again, it's back to courage. So again, hit your goals, plant the goal. Plant a goal, plant it all day long. Plant it and you need certain goals. I strongly recommend fitness goals. Put, create a, create, lose five pounds. put yourself in five pounds. There's nothing greater I 'll tell you right now. there's nothing because many times, like we've said this many times, said this many times, many times your body, your body itself, if you 're not feeling good, it's going to trigger negative thoughts. right? if I'm tired. I'm not thinking of how great my business is. But when I I'm, when I'm work, after I work out, wow, I could see this good in my business. I could see that in my business. So you physically sometimes when you're not, when you're not feeling well, that's the time to halt. Halt. Hungry, angry, lonely and tired, halt. Change your state. We don't want to fuel imagination when we're in negative states. There's times to halt. Because that's where you're going to get attacked the most. Hashem, help us all. We should change our story. Change our story, God willing. Change our story and, be, and get, connect to that childlike Purim innocence where we say, let's take responsibility. How do we fix this? We don't need to blame anybody. We don't need to blame Hashem. We don't need to blame the world don't blame God for what your ego did to you. So in Purim, we have that where we don't see the ego. It's only godliness. And when we're connected to godliness, we always, do the, we always do the right thing. And we laugh, and we'll be simple. but when we're connected to the ego, everything's heavy. Everything's heavy. So, Hashem, we should merit to break. And this is why in Purim, you really have a, um, imagine if you had, if you, you had one, ch- one shot to sucker punch your enemy, what would you do to him? How hard would you hit? Imagine you had one shot to sucker punch, God forbid, Maksamo, all these animals that are are, doing anti-Semite. Imagine you had one sucker punch. How, How bad would you hit him? This is what you could do today on Purim. On Purim, you could sucker punch your ego so bad that it could get you into liberation. This is why we have to really take that day, where you really have that day of tremendous light, because that's the day that you're completely, you're at you're another level. So you have to really, really connect it. But you have to first kill your ego. That's why we drink. We have to drink because the ego is still there. We have to kill the ego. This is exactly why people are obsessed with drinking, etc. cetera, it's all to annihilate the ego. But then this is where it's done in, 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 in a place of holiness. Other areas is not done in holiness. It's just it's to, it bring, that's why it brings on anger and everything, everything else. But on purm, it brings on the real you. The real you comes out when you're drinking on purm. The real you, the real you, the higher consciousness of you that wants to do the best thing. And I said to myself, imagine if I only saw the good in everybody. Imagine if I only saw the good in people and only saw the godliness in people. Imagine walking around. And you'd be only, you would only see the godliness in people. I mean, what life would that be? You would be on such a high level that you could never see bad in people. Because that means you've worked on yourself so much that you have no bad in yourself that you couldn't see it. That means I can't see bad in people if I, if I don't have that in myself. It's impossible to see it. I would see Neba, he's a limit, limitation, let me help him. That is, that is where people, in a very, very high consciousness, people would get to that level. Where Rabbi Rush, I think is at that level, where he can't see bad in people, he can't see, he can't see bad in people. I've been, have been, I, I've been around Rabbi Rush many times. He can't speak one negative thing about anybody. He can't do it. It's not in him. That's where we have to at least try to get to, where we don't see the ugliness in people. We don't see nothing ugly in people. We see only good in people. We only see we see that that we see in people. We see limitations in people. But to get to a point where other people affect us and bother us and we want to talk bad about them, cause that's because that's because we are we are we need a lot of work. We need a lot of work. We need a lot of work to, of work to do. And but that's the on Purim, you can give the, the evil, you can give the ego a big punch in the face. And that's what we all need. Because if you punch them in the face, the real you comes out. Have a great day. <laughs>